As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everyone is on a journey. My mission is to share your experience and to bridge the gap of feeling alone on it. I want to help you share your life to encourage others and their unique circumstances. We're all in this together, so let's help each other thrive as women, wives, moms, and military families. Hi guys, welcome to another podcast. Today, I'm so excited. Um, With the guest we have today, it is Nikki Three. She is amazing. And I also got to meet her when we were living overseas. So I'm going to first welcome Nikki and let her share a little bit about herself. Hi, Nikki. Hi. Thanks for having me. Um, Yeah. No, go ahead. (laughs) Obviously, we're talking about military spouses. I'm a military spouse. I've been married to my husband for 12 years and we've been together for 14. We have four kids and we've been at five bases and nine houses in the 12, 14 years we've been together. Well, that'll keep you busy. Um, <laughs> what are the ages of your kids? Because you have twins. You had twins first. I do. So the twins were nine. Colton is seven and Cadence is five, but all of them have August birthdays and then they will all jump up a year here very soon. That is so wild. That's some good timing though. Um, Okay. And also I'm just going to throw out there that she is currently living in Italy. So we met in England. She now lives in Italy. So yeah, she's being really amazing getting on here with me right now. So let's talk about when you were a young spouse, because I think there are so many young spouses that really, you just kind of get thrown into this. Like I remember becoming a young spouse and was like, what is this world? Like, even though I had history with like siblings being in the military, it's very different. And it took a strong person (laughs) to kind of stay true to who you are. So let's like talk about just those early years and how that was for you. So I did not come from a military family. Like, well, my grandfathers were in the military, but no one like that I was growing up. I grew up in Oregon, so there's no military bases. So we really didn't know much about the military. And um, so I had no military background. So then when I met my husband, I was working full time and had like this whole life that revolved around me being, you know, 20, 20, 21 year old college student. And then uh, we got married and 
like your whole life kind of changes because you moved to the base. Well, like we lived off base, but his whole life revolved around the base. So that meant my life revolved around the base. I became friends with all his friends and it just, your whole life just kind of changes. You just have to adapt to all this new lingo, all the, what do they call The acronyms and all the stuff that you understand. And the acronyms. <laughs> And still, there's some of them he'll say something. I'm like, what does that stand for? Yeah, I still do that. I'm like, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> I don't know what these stand for. Um, but so with that change of all of a sudden you go from being right, we kind of really go from being all about me, right? And all of, <laughs> all of a sudden it's all about you, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's easy to then forget who you are as well. So what in the military because everything is geared around an active duty member. It's I feel like maybe in a civilian marriage it's a little bit different because like you have two individual lives that merge as one but you still are equally as important. And I don't want to say that military takes your importance, but you go from being your own person to Sergeant so-and-so's or Captain so-and-so's spouse. Like, yeah, you know, it's very easy to lose your identity and everything revolves around your little brown ID card and where your husband is and where he needs to be. And, you know, life stops and starts on their schedule. Um, we, when we moved to San Antonio, I had, the, I was pregnant with the twins and that was the first time that I hadn't worked full time. So that was a whole new ball game. And then trying to juggle two babies with, he couldn't just come home or be home because it was a rough day with the kids or, you know, they had been up all night. He still was a drill instructor and had to go to work at four o'clock in the morning and come home at 10 o'clock at night. And it was just me and our life basically like revolved around his schedule. Yeah. Yeah. I remember there being a point in time where people would invite us like Andrew and I to dinner or to certain events or the Bible study or whatever it was. And I remember I used to just say like, no, you know, we can't really make it or no, I don't know if like, we'll be a maybe. And it kind of got to the point after some time where I was like, you know what? I will be there. If he's able to come, it's a bonus. That's that. Like it was just, there was no more like, well, maybe, or just put us as a maybe, or I just wouldn't go. I was like, no, forget it. I want to go. So you'll get me. And he's a bonus. <laughs> like That's how I started just living life. It was like, I'm still going to do my thing. And he, if he's able to show up, it was a bonus. Like that's how I had to start viewing stuff was, it was just a bonus, but I wasn't going to stop doing and having dinners and doing stuff like that because I still wanted to get out. I still wanted to be with friends and I had to adjust, you know, instead of, staying at home and just telling it everyone a while to get to that point I would say like when we our first phase he couldn't if he was working I just wouldn't go and then probably in Texas I would do like mom stuff you know like mops and mom snacks but nothing like if they invited us if somebody invited us both to something and he couldn't go I just wouldn't go I would say it was until England that I finally was like okay this is nonsense like I'm still going to go do stuff. Even if I have to cart all these kids with me, I'm going to go do it. Yeah. Yeah. So then like what changed in you to get to that point? Um, 
you know, I I think it was honestly his deployment because Brian deployed a lot when we first were together and married. Um, he went six times in the 10 years that we were together and the shortest one was six months and the longest one was nine months. But then he was a drill instructor and he didn't deploy and we had all of our kids in that four year span. And then he deployed for the first time after we had kids and that's a whole new ball game. And I was just like, I can't, I can't sit at home and like not do anything just because he's not here. And so then when he came back from deployment, it was just easy to still fall into that. Like, oh no, he's going to be at work or, you know, he might be able to come. I'll be there. But if he can show up, then great. If not, because you just can't live your life on your husband's schedule because it's so unpredictable. Like my husband knew that I had this tonight and he was like, absolutely like do the seven o'clock one. I'll put the kids to bed. Like it'll be fine. Well, then something came up at work and I bragged my kids with iPads to stay downstairs and be quiet because something came up and that's just how it is in the military. I'm sure that all military spouses have heard the phrase adapt and overcome, but I just have kind of made that my motto for like being a military spouse as well. You know, what's really crazy is I have not heard that motto adapt and overcome. I have not heard this motto. How, yeah, I hear like, yeah, the stuff I hear is like loose lips, sink ships, you know, like that's the stuff I hear <laughs> married to the military. You know, those are the things I'm used to hearing, but I no, like it's overcome. It's a very, like, it's a huge, like, I mean, I've heard it a bunch in the military, but it works well. For, well, I mean, it works well with life, but it works well for military spouses too, because you just, you just adapt to the situation and overcome it. It's, it's either that or you sit at home and you're going to be depressed and sad and be like, oh, I don't do anything. And yeah. Okay. So can you tell us like let's story time. Can you tell us like maybe a time you remember really clearly when you were younger, just like, oh my goodness, who the heck am I to now? Like how far you've come to like a story where you're like, oh my goodness, I've grown so much. Like I want people to have this, like you can totally do it. So if you feel, I don't know, overwhelmed right now or alone or isolated, like that there is an end in sight. There is things that we can do to not stay there, be stuck there or live in that. Does that make sense? Like, so I can actually, like, I'm going to think about this. And it involves Amy Hayes, who is one of both of our good friends who's been on your podcast. But um, so when I was a new mom with the twins and Ryan was working like 18 hours a day, they had like really bad gas. They would cry all the time. Mm. And one day, then like people would ask me like, well, I can help you, blah, blah. And I just wanted to be super mom and like, no, like I don't need help. I can do this. And one day they had been crying all day and I just strapped them into their swing and like sat on the front porch and cried and was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't do this. This is awful. Like I can understand where like shake and bake syndrome comes from. <laughs> yeah. I'm not outside on the porch crying instead of shaking my baby, but I did it. Mm -hmm. And then tip ahead once I had four of them and uh, I had, I just, taken over some ESD stuff and I was just overwhelmed and I really needed help with my kids and I didn't you know I didn't want to ask for help I wanted to try to be super mom and juggle all my volunteer stuff and my kids and I knew Amy a little bit but not super well and she was like you know what I'm gonna help you 
and I can even video chat you all day long if you don't trust me and you want to make sure your kids are okay but like let me help you and I just finally was like you know what like I need this like we are a community we need to help each other out I need to accept it and now like I still don't ask for help all the time because you know, none of us want to admit we need help. But from the first moment of like, I would never let anybody help me. And I let myself get so overwhelmed that I'm surprised I didn't have like postpartum to just being like, you know what? No, like, it takes a village and we may not have our family village, but we have our military village and we need to rely on each other. Yeah, no, it's so true. I love that you touched on this. And yes, Amy is like, I don't even know. She's like super nanny or something. Like, I don't know, but the woman is amazing with kids and can handle like a million at one time and still be happy. And I'll take your four plus my four and the neighbor's six. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> she cracks me up and I love her, but it's people like that. We do need to, I would say, obviously I was that person that was like, no one can ever watch my children ever unless it's my parents. Okay. Well, I never lived near my parents. So that was not the most you know, sound thing to be telling myself. And so it is true. We do need to kind of like loosen the reins. And I'd still say be careful, obviously, but you're going to meet some amazing people and asking for help is huge. Even if it's not with your kids, like there are times that I, you know, one of my friends would be at the grocery store and I would text them and be like, Hey, can you pick me up these three items? Like, please, I cannot take all of these children out of the house again. You know what I mean? And there were times like, sometimes like we would have friends that would just, I would text them if I was at the store, they would text me if they were at the store. Like that's just how it became for us. And that was how we helped each other out. And really having that, um, just like those little things. I mean, you it just takes so much weight off of you to feel like, okay, I'm not alone. I have these people that I know I can message and whatever. And I remember even just, you had thrown out there like, hey, can anyone take a couple of my kids to spend the night or something? Something had fallen through. And I didn't even know you super well, but I was like, bring them over. <laughs> we'll take all of them. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know her that well. And I was, and Ryan's like, well, how do you know her? I was like, well, they go to our church and like, we go to mops together. Uh, and he's like, Christians can be weirdos too. And I was like, but we can't live thinking like that. <laughs> I know it's so funny, but I was like, I'll take them. Come on. Um, and they were great. They were amazing. But I think sometimes we just have to be like, okay, you know, <laughs> okay, I'm going to need help for our sanity, you know? Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's like a really great takeaway. Just ask for help guys, because I think that's where a lot of our tears come from is because we're trying to be super mom. We're trying it's to be very it's hard to be vulnerable, especially in a military spouse community. Now, granted, I haven't been married in a civilian community, but I feel like we we only get to like making friendships very quickly, and they get like made so fast that it's almost like you don't have a, a chance to let your wall down. You know, because you first meet somebody, you want them to have this impression of you of like you have it all together, and you're this great mom that can juggle all your kids and the grocery store and the sports and the volunteering and all this stuff. And in a normal relationship, you would have years and years for somebody to be like, okay, I love Nikki, but she is a hot mess. Whereas like in the military, we each other for a few years. So if you don't let your guard down and let people know the real you early, then you don't let yourself be vulnerable and you're not gonna be able to get that help in that tribe and that community. 
Yeah, no, it's so true. And you don't have the same kind of relationship when you always have a wall. They can only be so close. And so really just be yourself throughout this whole process. Don't try to have a front for anybody, for anyone. I don't care like your husband's ranking, like whatever, like just be you. Because people can, like they know, they know if you're being you or if they're just letting you come so close, you know? Um, But yeah, okay, so is there any, oh, go ahead. You end up with friends all over the world. Like, look at us. Like, you, you know, we have Amy in Japan. You're in America. I'm in Italy. Like, it, it really is valuable to just let your military spouse community work for you and work for other people. Like, you know, you have to be, have a servant's heart as well. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to just be a taker, too. <laughs> don't be just a taker or just a giver. Like, you got to have a balance, which is super important. Um, okay. So is there any like last thing you would want to say to anyone? Uh, yeah. I don't just be vulnerable and don't worry about rank. Like even as a military spouse, when I was the younger spouse, I was very intimidated by like, you know, the, the flight chief's wife or the captain's wife or the commander's wife. And now, you know, my husband is a boss He's up there. He's a senior NCO. And I look back and I'm like, that was so silly because I wouldn't like now, like I would like to be approachable. Like I'm friends with, you know, the young spouses. I've been good friends with a commander's wife. Like it, there, the rank doesn't matter. I know some spouses do it, so, you know, avoid those, but I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just like don't be intimidated when like if you feel like you make a connection with somebody but you're like oh that's my husband's platoon sergeant or you know whatever the kids may be like they're their own person too so I would say whoever you feel a connection with just go for it yeah definitely I know that I that's like one thing yeah I'm super grateful for is I never did care about it nor did I really ever know what the ranking system was. And I think for good reason, I just chose not to. I was like, I just don't want to know. Like, I just don't. I want to make friends on my own time. And I don't want to be like um, swayed because I know that, you know? And so I remember just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even like try to figure it out. And I made some great friends. There's a couple of times where Andrew would be like, that's amazing. I love that you're friends with them, but just know I cannot personally be hanging out with them. And I was like, oh, cool. Great. Got it. But like, it didn't stop me. I didn't care. It was like, I'm going to make my relationships and my friendships. And if there had to be boundaries for him, then he just put them there. And that was that. And he didn't give me a hard time about it. It was just like, I just want you to know, (laughs) but like, I can't, but have a great Your husband definitely like matters in that. Like our base where we're at, it's very small. There's only 140 people and 90 of them are under Ryan. So our couple's friendship pool is very small, mm-hmm. but my friendship pool is not. Like, I don't care if he's the boss of people. Now he tells me the same thing. Well, we can't like, we can't go out to dinner with them. Like, I don't care. You can go out to dinner, but I can't. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever, bye. But yeah. I will say you're super, um, like chill and approachable. I had no idea that your husband was an officer until we had been friends for like over a year. When the twins told me what kind of thing he flew and you didn't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know, but I just, cause I don't care. And you know, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I'll never treat anyone differently because of whatever, like 
a ranking is. Is that exactly how it should be? Yeah, I'm like, I don't care. And I probably don't mention it very often what he is. Like, <laughs> I don't really care. Unless you ask me, you probably won't know. Um, but yeah, it is pretty funny. Anyways, well, thank you so much for being on. This has been so great. And, you know, we might just have many more because you have lots of insights you can be indulging <laughs> to us. So I thank you. What? Thank you. I said I do, or I could, I guess. <laughs> you do. <laughs> it's, so, been a, it's been a journey, that's for sure. And now we're going to cross into the retirement pool here soon, and that's just a whole new ball game of craziness. Oh, that's right. That's what we're going to get on about. We're going to get on about transitions. <laughs> okay, next one is all about transitions out of the military. <laughs> Hopefully I'll be a professional by then. Oh my gosh, you're so funny. No. All right. Well, I love you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Thriving Together podcast. If you were encouraged or touched by this message, I ask that you like and share. You guys can screenshot the image, tag me on social media, and like and subscribe if you are enjoying these stories and messages. Also, if you want to share your own journey, because each and every one of you have a unique story, then contact me, comment below, or find me under Taylor Catherine on Instagram or Facebook. I would love, love to help you get your story of hope and encouragement to everyone. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.